I think the opening day starter is kind of a overhyped thing. Yeah, when I was pulling my notes and stuff together, the more I thought about it, I'm just like, is it really like, is it really that big of a deal? Like, it's not a huge deal. I see it more of as like a a, a nod from the franchise to their star pitcher. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This, this right here, this is episode 50. I'll be your host... That's the first time you've ever interrupted my intro, Nate. Woo! I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, say hello to the people. 50! 50 episodes, man. Who would have thought? Who'd have thunk, man? Who'd have thunk? Would you like to give a, a celebration speech? Uh, we'll see you at 100. We'll see you at 100. I love the confidence. <laughs> that's that's good stuff right there uh anything going on in the life of nathaniel demetrius reyes man um not a whole lot man car troubles more car troubles that's never good for your for your boy seems like it's an endless battle and uh the car always wins always or- that's always the case where my wallet always loses, however you want to look at it. Exactly. Yeah. How about you? Uh, not much. I just got, well, before we hopped on here, I told you I started 24. I know I'm yeah. like 60 years too late because I feel like that show has been out forever. But yeah, it's uh, highly addictive. Not going to lie. As I mentioned to you, I'm already like a season through and it's only been a week. Yeah. And those episodes are like 40 minutes long. So I haven't had much of a life the past two weeks, so been just cruising right along. I think I might have you topped as far as being late to the party. How so? I I just started Seinfeld a couple weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Low-key hilarious. Really? That's that's what I'm hearing. I've never gotten into Seinfeld, not going to lie. Yeah, it's... You just like, I don't. I mean, obviously it's not that low key, but it is for our generation. Just because, I mean, I think it started in like ninety, eighty nine or ninety. Yeah, it so had been right around then, right around in there. It's old, but it's like it's classic, man. It's just it's a show about nothing. It's just random stuff, and it's like everyday annoyances, and it's just funny. Is it comparable to an older version of The Office? Um, in terms of just the annoyances, as you mentioned, because as yeah, we all know, that's my that's my go to show. I've seen it over like thirteen times. So, not as dry of a humor. Um, a little more predictable of humor so far. Well, because they got the well, laugh track. They got the laugh tracks on that show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which The Office does not. So, yeah. Uh, which makes the humor even drier. Exactly. Which is a good thing. <laughs> which is why a good I love thing. it. But no, Seinfeld's like, it's funny because it's, it's just wild, man. Like, like just some of the episodes are just so strange. Like you don't get addicted. You don't get crazy hooked on it. It's just like nice to end your day. You just put it on the background. It's like, oh, okay. Might have to get into that. You got to finish 24 yeah. first. Yeah, you got some Speaking of finishing things, we got to get through some baseball history. Oh, yeah. March 7th, we're going to start off in 1914. In the last inning of an inter-squad exhibition game of the International League's Baltimore Orioles, the recently signed George Herman Ruth, you might have heard of him, hits his first professional home run, a 400-foot shot at the Cape Fear Fairgrounds in Fayetteville. A state marker claims the famous moniker Babe was given to the 19-year-old during his stay in this North Carolina city when his teammates teased him about being adopted by the team's manager, Jack Dunn, who legally became the parent of St. Mary's Industrial School to keep him on the club. 
Not gonna lie, I didn't know that. Didn't know why he was wow. called that. Cool. So there you go. There's a little nugget right out of the gate. Uh, nineteen forty one. Pee Wee Reese and Ducky Medwick become the first players to don prote- protective headgear when they wear plastic inserts inside their caps during a spring exhibition game. The Dodgers teammates had both missed weeks of playing time after being beaned by a pitch during the 1940 season. So there's a little baseball equipment evolution history. Yeah. And lastly, 1955. Ford Frick, the third commissioner of Major League Baseball, announces he favors the legalization of the spitter, claiming it is a great pitch and one of the easiest to throw. The commissioner (laughs) believes there is nothing dangerous about the banned pitch, and making it legal again would slow down baseball's increasing offensive statistics. How about it? Ford Frick. A man of the people. Bring in the old comment reading segment back. I'd missed it. It's been it's been too long. But I put up the as you are very well aware, put up the graphic uh yesterday, the day before, about Harper and just needing to pump the brakes a little bit. It yeah. was it was a joint quote graphic with your and I's uh words on there. I stand uh, by it. I stand by mine as well. Uh but for those who are unfamiliar, the quote from Nate was in regards to Bryce Harper recruiting athletes to Philly. And Nate said, take a second before you start telling everyone it's the greatest city in the world. You've been there for five minutes. And then I said, in response to my feelings about Bryce Harper, possibly getting a little too comfortable too fast. It's kind of like when you invite a friend over and they don't even text you that they're there. They're just walking through the door, kicking off their shoes and yelling at your mom to make pizza rolls. Just pump the brakes a little bit. So, Still stand by it. I guess all the Phillies fans came out of the woodworks because I haven't heard from them all offseason. No, no, no. New Phillies fans. New Phillies fans. Keyword yeah. new. Yeah. Uh, and they they let us have it. So I figured we could have a little fun with this. We'll roll through some of my favorites. Beautiful. Uh, starting us off here. This is a stupid post and not very original comments. First of all, awesome grammar. Second of all, I'm sure there's a lot of posts out there with quotes about pizza rolls, so (laughs) touche. Next one, as if he wasn't here when Washington played. Yeah, let's act like he's never been here before. All right. I'm going to tell you what I told Bryce. Pump the brakes a little bit. Let's not act like Major League Baseball players just travel from city to city sightseeing and posting travel pictures and videos on their Instagram yeah, it's their home. Like do, do we, are we not aware of what a major leaguer schedules? Like, like you literally arrive to a city, you get your work in, you play your game, you sleep in, you go to the field early, you play the next game, you do it again the next day. And then you leave the city. Like these guys are very fortunate if they get like, a little bit of downtime to maybe just like check out the city for a little while. So let's not act like he's an official tour guide of the city of Philadelphia. All right. Yeah. Next one. Hashtag jealousy is such a lonely word. Hashtag haters going to hate. First of all, who hashtags or jealousy? I don't know. Second don't of all, I don't know how these quotes infer that we're jealous. Like I, in, in what situation do these quotes <laughs> make us jealous? I don't And know. you're not a hater technically. Uh, right i'm not no i said i literally i god nate i wish these people would listen to the podcast so they i know stop sounding like morons i said last episode in fact the episode i'm pretty sure the episode before last episode i just came out and blatantly said no i'm a bryce harper guy last episode after he had signed i had said you know what i'm still a harper guy yeah it stings a little bit, but I'm still a Harper guy. And I said, time yeah. will tell. We'll see how things play out in Philly or something along those lines. Yeah. But I'm still a Harper guy. So, yes, I'm not a hater. I am a hater. So, and I do hate. So, it's uh, it's half right. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, he's addressing 50% of the yeah. the duo here. Uh, 50%. <laughs> uh, next one. Another hack nobody trying to get on the radar. Anyone's radar. Well, guy it sounds like we got on your radar so (laughs) i guess that worked out 
Um, you really think he doesn't know anything about it. He just signed to finish his career in Philly. You expect him to say, I don't know anything about it. I hope it's a good time. Uh, well, if he's being honest, what? probably doesn't know that much about it. And he probably hopes it is a good time. So did you not understand that one? No, it's just dumb because like, he's only been there for five minutes. No one's addressing that part. Okay, well, everybody's counterpoint to that is, well, he's been playing there for eight years. And I'm like, yeah. again, Brutal. he hasn't been playing in Philly for eight years. Yeah, He's traveled to Philly over the course of eight years. And again, we've already addressed the fact that he doesn't spend hours upon hours walking the streets of Philadelphia. Anyway, okay. anyway. moving right along. That's I think this will this will make you happy, Nate. Give us a little credibility. Somebody said that's reporters for you. If you talk good, then that's bad. If he would have said he wasn't quite comfortable or didn't like Philly yet, then that would have been all over the news. Reporters just twist everything you say and make a huge deal about the littlest things. They pour gas over every little fire they find. So there you have it, Nate. We're officially reporters. Nice. Uh, moving right along here. These are two of my favorites. What are these sources, LOL? They some no-names. First of all, great grammar once again. Uh, second of all, nobody ever said we were big names. These people <laughs> these people clearly don't check our IG bio where it literally says home of the 3 Take podcast. If they no. were smart enough to put two and two together, they would understand that there are people that run this podcast. We're just dudes. The second one that's similar... Related to that one. Uh, and who exactly are these people? Short, sweet, to the point. I'll give you credit. The grammar was all right. Yeah. <laughs> but again, check the Instagram bio. You'll understand that this is a podcast. We're not quoting official reporters, even though I guess now we are official reporters. I'm down. Uh, next one. Salty dudes out there. Let the guy have fun. Again, we're not... the. <laughs> <laughs> What what makes us salty? We're not. There's nothing about this that I don't care. I I, don't I literally don't. I'm just saying, like, slow down a little bit. Like, you have to. There's got to be some degree of like being genuine and authentic. You can't you can't convey that if you're just coming right out of the gate. And you're like, oh God, I love this city. I hope every great athlete comes here. It's the greatest city in the world, the best team in the world, best fans. And it's like, dude, we get it. Like you wanna you wanna make a good impression with the fans, but like yeah. tone it back just a little bit. But I guess just for a second. Just for like a week. Right. But I guess by me saying that, it makes me a hater and whatever. Insulting. Anyway, oh, this was a good one. This guy tagged Bryce Harper. I'm like, <laughs> all right, dude. I guess now we know who the tattletale was in elementary school. Uh <laughs> jealousy will get you nowhere, dudes. Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. Again, not jealous. Um, oh, this was one of the recent ones right before I finished the list. This post is trash. Why is it showing in my feed? Well, because <laughs> trash like you are commenting on the post to make it a little more widespread in the baseball world. So shout out to guys like you. Uh, Y'all just mad he didn't go to your city. Again, no... We have one of the best outfield trios in baseball, if not the best outfield trio in baseball. So I'm not upset about it. Uh, they obviously know nothing about Philly and the city's love for baseball. The man is excited about the man is excited about playing in a new city. Not sure what's wrong with that. Exactly, he's playing in a new city. That's the point of all of what we're trying to say here. Man. It's a new city. Like these people don't understand the point of what we're trying to say. Figure it out. And then closing it out here with the last two. Yahal just mad we got him. That's Y apostrophe H-A-L-L. Just mad we got him. <laughs> Love it. Yahal just mad. No, I'm not. I, I'm mad that I have to put up with comments like these. And <laughs> lastly, lastly, y'all mad or y'all mad? No. Not mad. <laughs> I just think this was ridiculous. And looking back on it, I feel bad that I wasted our loyal listeners' time by reading through this garbage. <laughs> but I think the entertainment value is there. Some of this is just total crap. And I just needed to 
address some of these comments to let people know what the dealio is, as Michael Scott saying, would say. I'm just going to start saying the just least original things. Bryce Harper is the best player in the world. He will get the Phillies 13 World Series rings. Quote graphic. Is that good? Quote graphic coming your way. Yes. No, but here's the thing. Nate, can you answer me this question? Where did all this love and infatuation for Bryce come from? Like, was, am I mistaken? Or was it not just like two weeks ago? Yeah, People he was hated, hated on Bryce Harper. More. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. And now you've got people yeah. that are like, well, not to be dramatic, but I would die for Bryce Harper. It's like, <laughs> like, all right, let's, no. I'm going to tell you, like I told Bryce, pump the brakes. Like, just chill out. But all of this to say, like I told you, Nate, this is Content School 101. These people eat it up. They give us they give us all the engagement we need, all the comments, all the trashy comments, all the the hot takes in response to our hot takes, uh, all the hate. I love it. Much appreciated. Feed the machine. That's right. We're not slowing down. And thanks to people like you, especially the guy who said, what did he say? This post is trash. Why is it showing up in my feed? <laughs> well, if you keep commenting, you're going to keep seeing more trash. So keep it up. <laughs> But anyway, enough of that. We've talked about Harper enough the last episode and a half. Let's talk MLB changes. We got some uh, new things in the works. Yeah. Supposedly, sounds like by what, 2020? Yeah. You want to run next year. You want to run us through some of these? Uh, this one seems pretty minuscule, so I'm going to steal it. Roster going from 25 to 26. But you can only have 13 of those 26 as pitchers. And then uh, once you hit September 1st, you're allowed to have 14. Uh, the Home Run Derby, they're proposing the idea of increasing the prize money to basically encourage more participation more yeah, from, yeah, from bigger names. I, did, yeah, right. I dug around a little bit, was not able to find the particular amount per se, but I'm imagining... If you're going to ask a guy to... It's got to be more than a car slash truck. Right. But if you're going to ask a guy to basically just trash his mechanics for an hour or two. Yeah. And potentially risk a just god-awful second half. I'm thinking the amount of cash that you're, you got to throw out there is going to be pretty substantial. The so, amount of times that second half halves of the season have been ruined from... Home run derby is way more than not. Like, it's just not worth it at this point. So, I need a million bucks. That's what I need if I'm one of these guys. Fair? Yeah, but I was thinking about that too because I'm like, if I'm a fan and I'm hearing that they're, I mean, granted at this point, what's what's a million dollars after seeing these massive contracts? But like, yeah. If I'm a fan and I'm watching this and I'm like, you're telling me you're going to give this guy a million dollars just because he hit batting practice? Yep. I don't know how that comes across to to baseball fans, but like I just said, or alluded to rather, baseball fans are used to seeing big dollar signs Yep, compared and to any other sports. Support so. it. If you don't support it, don't watch. Yeah, so you might have a good point. That might be a that might be the number that they, they shoot for. I'll be yeah. curious to see. I don't know. It'll be interesting. The verbiage of this one confuses me, so you uh, you need to help me. Increasing in the regular injured list minimum for pitchers and the minimum option recall time for pitchers from 10 to 15 days. Huh? Read that again? Increasing the regular injured list minimum for pitchers and the minimum option recall time for pitchers from 10 to 15 days. Recall time from like the DL? I don't know. <laughs> That's well, weird. The DL is now the injured list. So No, it's no, it's the DL. I agree, but that's what that means in this particular I'm not calling it the IL. I never will call it the IL. It's the DL. Sentence. I don't know. So I, I think that isn't there something about 10 days, 15 days. Is yes. that what I'm getting out of it? 
That's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, this strange. one's really stupid. Starting extra innings of the All-Star game with a runner on second base. I guess we didn't read the same article because I didn't get those. I got like three main ones. It was the roster expansions, the home run derby, and then the All-Star game election day, which I got to say I am a huge fan of. Really? I don't know how you feel about it. I love it. So it's just one day versus in a, like two months? No. So basically what's going to happen or what they want to happen, and when I say they, I'm talking the league and the players association, yeah. uh, it is the – it's going to be like normal online voting like they usually do. But yeah. then they're going to take the top three vote getters at each position. And then they're going to be placed on a second ballot. And that ah. second ballot is going to be voted upon during this quote unquote election day. And that's, that's good. That is going to determine the starters for each position. So of those top three vote getters for each position, the starters determined by who gets the most votes on election day. Oh, see, I kind of like that. That sounds that sounds nice. I and your your article sounds way better than mine. <laughs> I yeah. So I'm a I'm a fan of that one, but uh, what's his name? Uh, Tommy Fam, the Rays outfielder. You know who I'm talking about? That guy comments on everything. He's starting to get annoying. He does, but he makes a great he makes a great point. At least what I think is a great point. But he said the deserving players should be awarded as an All Star starter. Period. Popularity should be thrown out when you're just when you're getting nickel and dimed in arbitration. Special accomplishments like this matter. He makes a good point. I, to be honest with you, I've never been a fan of the voting per se. Like it's a obviously it's a great way to increase fan engagement. Yeah, but we've seen guys get robbed of all star nods, and we've also seen guys get well. We've seen guys get robbed as a result of other guys being placed on the lineup when we all know that they shouldn't be just because yeah. it's like their last season or whatever. So got to say there's a little bit of truth to what our guy Tommy is saying. But my question is in arbitration, how much weight is really put into all-star game appearances? Because I would think that both parties involved would be able to acknowledge the fact that like, Hey, the nature of the all-star game is kind of fluky or at least the voting process is. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I don't know how much... I mean, he would obviously know way more than we would, but right. my guess would be, like, I just wouldn't think there'd be that much weight put into it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I see what he's saying, but, I mean, that that just boils down more to the fact that arbitration is horrible. Yeah. No, I agree. So, um, let me ask you this, though. With all this All-Star Game talk... Since it doesn't really dictate anything anymore, would you be okay with tossing out the NL versus AL format and going like two captains and fantasy draft? Yeah, I would love that. To be honest with you, when I first saw election day for a split second, I thought that's kind of what they were going to because I was like, oh, it's going to be like captains picking guys, so on and so forth. But it obviously was a voting. But yeah. As I was thinking through that, I'm like, I actually wouldn't be that bad of an idea because isn't that what they do with the NBA now? That is. Or they have the they been doing two, it? Yeah, they take the top two vote getters, which, again, I don't know. It may be a different system for the MLB. I'd be okay with it because that's just a popularity contest. But I'd be okay with like that if there was a different way of doing it and then you just straight fantasy draft it. Yeah, but. I mean... I don't know I'm how it would work. I mean, the roster is different, and I don't know if you like you still got to fill in like a dude from each team. I don't know. You'd have to approach it the right way. Like you would have to, you'd have to publicize it. You'd have to make it this like big event. Like it's not yeah. just a thing where you can just do it behind closed doors and then make the announcement. Because at that point, it's like well, why even bother? Just like, but I still think it would be fun. I think it would be more engaging. I mean, the, I don't want to. I don't want any of our listeners to think that we're comparing the MLB All-Star Game to the NBA All-Star Game. No. Because the NBA All-Star Game is absolutely atrocious. I think they scored like 400 points this year. It's comparable to our takes on this podcast. It's just yeah. trash. Garbage. Warm garbage. But I think, I mean, I, it doesn't mean anything anymore. So, like, why not? You know? 
and it's not like you're doing the whole NL thing because you're still going to have a DH in that game. So, I mean, why not? They're they're trying new stuff. Like last year, they had the they had a couple of players mic'd up and doing interviews in the middle of the game. That was cool. It's weird, but it was yeah, cool. Speaking of which, I've seen more and more guys getting mic'd up during spring training, and I'm all for it. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, man. Why not? Yeah. No, I mean, it's a good idea. I'm on board with it because yeah. there's really no reason for me to be against it because, like you said, it doesn't count for anything anymore. So why not? Yeah. I'm sure that's being proposed. Like, I'm sure that that's been placed on the table. I would imagine that that would be a players association uh, topic that they would be pushing rather than the league. But no, yeah, imagine, I mean, I'm all like, for it. Imagine the headlines that would come out of that, like to to be free agent guys, like in their last year, the last year of their deals, and they get selected by a homie that is, you know, for example. Bryce Harper is the captain. He selects Mike Trout or something like that. Then you get into tampering, which we just yeah. know just goes down great with the media. Yeah. Be interesting. All right. Well, was that it from your official uh, article? Because mine apparently wasn't official. <laughs> that, no, yours apparently was more in depth. I just had a few main talking points. You had the freaking recall lengths and yeah, that thing was the rough. Was base runners for All Star games. So. Yeah, that's stupid. And then the other, my last one was apparently um, shortening innings, uh, like the breaks in between innings, which I don't know if what that means. I don't know if it's like a TV deal because you got to fit in your commercials. I'm not sure. But that is like the number one issue as to why games last so long. Yeah, I mean, if you if you can get your your pitcher to get his eight warm up pitches or whatever it is now, last I checked, it was eight. Uh, then just keep the thing going. Like we don't need to drag this in between innings thing out for minutes and minutes and minutes. Right. Just so these TV deals can throw in their, or just so these companies can throw in their commercials. Like I get, there's a lot of money involved in that. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be that naive, but there's gotta be a more efficient way to do that. Like don't worry about a pitch clock, worry about cutting out the time where you can, and it doesn't affect the game. Or, I mean, you figure out when your commercials go. Because, like, think about when you're watching a TV show. I mean, I don't remember the last time I watched a TV show, like, on cable. But what what it used to be was that, like, you're, you're beginning your show, not a whole lot of commercial breaks. Or if they were, they were short. Middle of your show, there was, like, really short commercial breaks. And then the end of your show, like, the last 10 minutes, there were longer commercial breaks because it's more suspenseful, right? So what if you do that for a game? What if you, you know that... I mean, what if a game is going to be more suspenseful in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning? So you make your commercial breaks longer than those that would be in the middle of the game. I don't know, but either way, like I wish we would have talked to Brett about this because he told me this story about how there's this dude that is like communicating with the umpires, and he hangs out at the end of the dugout. He's like the media guy in between, like the camera, all the broadcasting stuff, and you know the umpires, and so. That guy's like standing at the end of the dugout with his hand up saying, no, we're not ready yet. And we're not back on TV yet. And the hitter's ready to go. The pitcher's ready to go. And it's like, what are we waiting for? And he said it happened all the time. So it's like, hello, the game's not slow. TV's slow. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a great idea. You're just full of great ideas tonight, Nate. I'm awesome. What can I say? I'm awesome. You know what I'm a fan of that I've seen play out in, in other sports Maybe maybe they've tried it in baseball. I just I don't remember it being baseball. But you know how they take the commercials um for contractual reasons just to say that they got the commercial on, like on your screen so you could see it. You know how they like minimize the game and then uh, kind of go like split screen, you know what I'm talking about? And then they have the commercial oh, yeah, play. Yeah, out? Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that because I'm like, okay, as much as I hate commercials, like Sure, get it up in front of me because it's going to find its way in front of my face at some point or another. But yeah. at least let me like be able to keep an eyeball on what's going on. Like I'm yeah. all I'm all for that. Like if there's a lull in the game, just throw it up there. Like I don't know why that that feature or that approach hasn't been utilized more. Like to me, that just makes perfect sense. I don't know. I give up. Enough about commercials. We don't need to talk about that anymore. Uh, what we can talk about is some guys. 
off to a they're off to a hot start in spring training. I know you had wanted to go over this, uh, and you got a handful of guys that you wanted to discuss. So I'll let you lead us off here. Well, okay, let's clarify before. Since pitchers don't really not well, they haven't really gotten into anything juicy yet. You know what I'm saying? They only get like three or six batters, or like a 20 pitch limit. There's not much we can take from pitchers. So we're only doing hitters. You can call us biased. You can call us trash if you want. Uh, do you just want to alternate? Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to drop a name on you. I don't know if you've heard of this dude. You ready? Lay it on me. My guy, Pat Valaika. Oh, we're really going. I, I, I was like, ah, we won't have any, we probably won't have any major names. Probably be like the low, the low key guys. You went like yeah. super low key. Super low key. My guy's hitting 364. By the way, he plays corner infield for uh, the Rockies. Uh, hitting a crisp 364. Got three juices and uh, eight RBIs. Corner so, infield for the Rockies, you say? Yeah. Well, he's not playing third base, so. No. But uh, that's what he's listed as right now. Uh. Yeah, man. He's he's uh, he's doing okay so far. Um, I don't know what this means. I mean, it's obviously uh, Daniel Murphy's job over at first base, I think. But uh, who knows? You never know. Rockies hitters I can hit eventually find their way in the lineup. My guy, I think I got you beat here, at least average-wise. Michael A. Taylor, the old outfielder for the old Washington Nationals. Uh-huh. Is uh, really going to be establishing himself as a force in the outfield now that uh, apparently the greatest player on the face of the earth has has departed from D.C. and gone to the greatest city in the world. Uh, <laughs> but Michael A. Taylor is he's had 14 at bats, eight hits. That's uh, wow. that's over 500. <laughs> if you're doing if you're doing the math at home, uh, he's also got a home run, which is good for him. I mean, it's only one, but he's a small dude. I mean, he's got a good swing, but he's he's a small dude. So it's good to see he's got a little pop early. Uh, three RBIs, a stolen base, and an OPS of 1.600. So I know it's a little inflated, but still, good start. I'm going to drop a little Red Sox name on you that I don't know if you know. Oh, I know who you're going to say. Michael Chavez. Yep. He's got four jacks and 10 RBIs. And they're not like wall scrapers. These, these dudes, I've seen the videos. This guy's hitting them. They're going. Um... So I don't even know what position he plays, honestly. Do you know? He is a corner guy. Uh, But my guy, next guy, Tim Anderson, shortstop for the White Sox. Nice. He's uh, 9 for 19. Also has just one home run. um, But being a shortstop, home runs aren't terribly critical. Five Mm -hmm. RBIs and an OPS of 1.368. Nice, nice. My, uh, I got to throw this in, my rookie of the year pick for the NL, Mr. Pete Alonzo of the Mets, is hitting 412 and also got five RBIs. So, uh, does he have any home runs yet? He's got two. Okay. Super early, but, uh, hey, your, uh, your guys' predictions aren't looking that crazy anymore. Dude's going to be legit. Yeah. Um, my next pick, Byron Buxton, center fielder for the Twins. I knew there'd be some overlap. Yeah. Uh, six for 14. Not, it's not exactly uh, eight for 14, like old Michael A. Taylor, but uh, <laughs> got three bombs, 11 RBIs, and an OPS of uh, 1643. 11 ribs, dude. That's crazy. That's pretty good. 14 at bats. Yeah, it's good pace. That, uh, does that wrap up your list? No, I got, got another one. You got You got some more? Well, I got to throw my guy Aaron Judge out there. <sighs> yeah, right. I'm peachy. Yeah, cool. I don't need to read his stats. Everyone knows that he's good. No, go ahead, read his stats. <laughs> for the sake, for the sake of consistency, read his stats. And uh, he's got three home runs already. So, yeah, there's there's that. How many strikeouts does he have? I'm just curious, uh, uh, you know, that I mean there's there's a lot of stats I could have asked about. I just pulled one off the top of my head. Ah, I, I see. Just, I see. I was just curious. I would not mind putting down a little wager. I want you to pick a number of strikeouts that he has this year. I'm going to say 175. I'll take the under. 
Well, that's a mistake, Nate. We'll we'll figure out a bet. We'll figure out what we're betting here. But I'll take the under. Oh, we've got we've got more bets to discuss, and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about here shortly. My last pick here for uh, hot starts. I'm going to go with Bryce Harper because he signed a 330 million dollar contract. So <laughs> that wraps up my hot starts for spring training. So I did see a video of him hitting a, uh, a BP tater today. Yeah, how about that PR stunt, huh? Send out a pitcher yeah. out there. Hey, lace one right down the middle for our guy. <laughs> Let him just yank it literally out of the stadium, and that way we can tweet about it and prove to everybody how great this pick was. Awesome. Nate, I feel like I'm already I'm turning into like an anti Bryce Harper guy right now, and I Slightly. I feel it material I, like it. I feel it materializing, and I don't like it. I like it. I I hate it. I'm not an anti Bryce Harper guy. Join the dark side. I'm not an anti Bryce Harper guy. I'm not. I'm I'm gonna speak it into existence or speak it. To keep it in existence because I never was an anti Bryce Harper guy. Oh, yeah. Never was yeah. an anti Bryce Harper guy. That might have been a Freudian slip right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, speaking of guys, we talked about guys who are off to good good starts in spring training. We're going to transition into some guys that uh, aren't having good starts in spring, training, in spring training because they can't play. Yeah. Sad. Leading us off here. Your guy, Luis Severino, he's been in the news a little bit. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, apparently some uh, some shoulder inflammation, some tightness. I guess he uh, he threw a slider or something like that. Felt, it felt like something pulled. He pulled something, and then he stopped throwing. They said uh, inflammation and been shut down for two weeks, so everyone is definitely panicking. Um, it is, I'm going to start this now i i think the opening day starter is kind of a overhyped thing yeah Are you no. in that boat? yeah when i was pulling my notes and stuff together the more i thought about it i'm just like is it really like is it really that big of a deal like it's not a huge deal i see it more of as like a a, a nod from the franchise to their star pitcher but everyone's freaking out um, truthfully, I think you and I could go play catch real quick and maybe gas it up a couple times as much as we could anyway, and go to the doctor and there would still be inflammation in our arms. So, uh, I don't think people really understand that baseball players have inflammation. That's just the way it is. The whole little bit of pain, uh, it's early. Like there's no need to freak out. There's no need to go sign Dallas Keuchel. Like just Calm down. It's going to be okay. He misses his first start. Whatever. It's it's cool. Not to mention, I think their uh, their first couple weeks in the season is pretty light. I think they play the Orioles twice, and wow, I think they good luck. I think they take a, a AL Central team. Hey once, hey so hey! Like, and this isn't me ragging on the Yankees. This is a serious observation. They didn't exactly have the greatest year against the Baltimore Orioles last year. Very true. Very true. So but let's not let's not knock the O's. Very true. Uh, another dude with uh, shoulder inflammation, Mister Clayton Kershaw, uh, has really been uh, slowed down in his process. Apparently, he's only thrown about sixty to seventy feet. Has not thrown a bullpen yet. Um, so he's probably looking a longer time frame than Severino, in my opinion. No. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. But what I'm what I'm confused about is, correct me if I'm wrong. There hasn't been any like developments with this, has it? It's just been more of a thing where it's like things have kind of slowed. The process has slowed down a little bit more so than what people anticipated. Is that is that correct? All I heard was that he had dead arm, and then now he's talking about missing missing uh, opening day. So, like, I, I don't know. I. Well, this apparently he tricky. said he ha- he hasn't felt great throwing, which I guess contributes to the whole dead arm uh, yeah. phenomenon. But uh, yeah, I I would anticipate it being a longer timetable than Severino. But you never know with with stuff like this. Guys can rebound pretty quick, especially a veteran guy like him. Um, but all that to say, I think this just uh, further contributes to your. As we, I feel like we just talked about this on the last episode, or maybe the one before. We did. Of your prediction of Walker Bueller being the opening day guy, which again I will say, 
don't think it's really fair that you're getting this based on a technicality. This is somewhat of a technicality. This is very I'm much st- a technicality. I'm still sticking to it. And I'm still sticking to that guy being the eventual ace, and that will be decided before this year is over. Well, that's not exactly the hottest of takes, Nate. I mean, it was when I said it, and I'm sticking by it. It was two months ago. What, St. Walker Bueller would eventually be the ace? I don't think so. I think everybody can see that coming. I'm not saying eventually. I'm if saying he's there before, long enough, obviously. Before 2019 is over, he will take over the ace role. Mm. All right, you're, you're turning up the stove a little bit. Uh, but getting back to our guy, Clayton Kershaw, according to Dave Roberts, he is trending over, minus the fact that he is coming back from this, this uh, shoulder soreness and pain. Apparently, according to him, he overall, he is trending upwards. Um, so I think they're just taking it uh, baby steps day by day. Yeah. Um, but again, this is all coming off of a relatively fresh off a recent contract coming off a three-year $93 million. No, yeah, yeah three-year $93 million contract. So not not the greatest thing for, for our guy Kirsch. But not exactly. And I don't want to, I want to clarify, I'm not a Kershaw hater, but uh, I, I, I am actually kind of sad that this is probably the beginning of the end for him. It's the beginning of the decline for him. And I mean, the guy was incredible and he was the number one pitcher in baseball for years. But I mean, I mean, he's missed 165 games since 2014. So this is definitely the downhill slope. Yeah, you mentioned him being the guy. I was just thinking, I feel like his curveball was one of the first pitches to ever be able to go like viral on social media because that thing yeah. was just disgusting. Yeah. But, yeah, again, um, not great news, but as we said, veteran guy, he's he's had to deal with stuff like this before. Uh, presumably stuff, or presumably rather times we haven't even really heard about it. He just kind of kept it under the radar and, I mean that's really any baseball player. The guys just get dinged up. They go, they have soreness. They get inflammation, like you said. Yeah, I'm sure this is nothing new to him. He'll he'll work through it. He'll be back. So no sense in rushing him back. Um, but another guy, or I, was, I think we got two guys. Two more, uh, yeah. Salvador Perez. Um, nothing really to break down here. He did. He uh, underwent Tommy John surgery today, or I guess Wednesday, uh, if you're listening to this on Thursday. Um, but he, yeah, he had a partial tear of the UCL, uh, reports are saying that if rehab goes well, he'll be ready for opening day 2020. Um, didn't have the best year offensively last season, although he did, he did, uh, tie career highs in home runs and RBIs with 27 and 80 respectively. Um, but it sounds like the Royals are going to platoon Cam Gallagher and I can't even pronounce this guy's name. He's a rookie. My Mabris Mabris Valoria, uh, awesome. but, but Gallagher has 35 major league games worth of experience. He's he's batting 218 career with two home runs and an OPS of 607. So again, not much to say there. It sucks for for Salvi. He's uh, definitely one of the the good guys in major yeah. league baseball. It sucks for to sure. see him to lose out on a year. Gold glove, um, premier, definitely a premier defender. Certainly. Um, but, yeah, obviously no good news there, but hopefully rehab and all that, uh, all those other parts of the process go well and, and smoothly, and he can be back 2020. And lastly here, Miguel Sano. I think this was relatively recent. Uh, he had the procedure done on his heel. I think it was around his Achilles earlier this week. Did you hear this story? Yeah, it was something about like celebrating the was it, like the Dominican. What was I? I saw so, something vaguely about it. He was in the Dominican Winter League, and I guess like he was in the clubhouse or something like that. And there was a celebration after something, and like one of the players like like kind of jumped into him, and and they fell, and he cut his ankle on um, basically like a metal staircase, and it like that cut ended up being infected like he had to go to the mayo clinic Jeez. to get this procedure done um and they like they said it was going to be a quicker recovery and then ended up being something crazy so it's kind of 
freaky, like a weird freaky accident. But I mean, yeah, that that is nothing. It's nothing like extremely damaging to the body. Hopefully, so. No, it, according to the research I did, he'll be in a hard boot for about a week. Then yeah. he'll be he'll be in a soft boot for another week or two. Um, and it said he they hope to start baseball activities in the middle of April and then likely return uh, to the big league level in May. So again, well wishes to him. Hope all hope all that goes well. Because um, I mean, regardless if you like these guys or not, I mean. We're we're basically all one big fraternity, all baseball players, uh, and you just hate to see a guy go down like that, um, regardless what the injury is or whatever the timetable is. But uh, yeah, it does, like you said, it doesn't sound like it'll be terribly, terribly long for him being out. So hope to see him back relatively soon. Yeah, but uh, I think that wraps up kind of the the DL update, if you will, because. We're not going to refer to it as the IL here. No, we're not doing that. But uh, we got some DMs. We sure do. Boy, this is supposed oh boy, to be fun, right? do we have some DMs. Yeah, so basically, um, which this lends the op- this gives me the opportunity to explain the whole DM process, if you're unfamiliar with it. So basically, for, well, today I put up the graphic, basically requesting DMs, people send in their questions. And usually I do that for every show or for every episode, the day of the recording. And I just put it up on like our IG story and just have people send their questions in, usually baseball related. Uh, But this time I was like, you know what? Episode 50, let's celebrate a little bit. Let's have a little more fun than usual. Let's make these questions non-baseball related as best as possible. Like some some of them may or may not be. Uh, But for the most part... Try to keep it non-base related. Got some pretty good submissions we're going to run through here. But all that to say, uh, if you're curious when and where to submit these DMs and questions, there's your answer. It's on our Instagram story. I uh, usually put it up. If we're recording, we usually record on Sundays and Wednesdays. So check the Instagram story. You'll see the graphic. You'll know what I'm talking about. You'll see it. Uh, and you can drop your question there. The more submissions, the better. But as I said, we're going to run through these. We got some pretty good ones. Nate, lead us off here. Uh, Eric asks, which one of you had better luck with the senoritas in middle school <laughs> and high school? Uh, I'm gonna probably say you. You were probably the. I was not exactly the uh, the James Bond of of my <laughs> elementary school or, or the no, not elementary school. We're not going back that far. <laughs> thankfully. Middle school and high school. I'm sure you were the well, because you let you you moved out out west in what in middle school? Uh, right after middle school. Okay, yeah, right right before high school. Yeah, so I didn't even know you could. For all I know, you could have been out there just chasing down the honeys, or I guess they'd be chasing um, down you. You know, nothing, nothing crazy. I think it, I did all right. I guess. Uh, no need to yeah. be humble, Nate. You can. This is this is your platform to speak freely about your love life <laughs> in middle and high school. Uh I think I did I think I did okay in high school. I mean it's um typically when you uh when you're lucky enough to play varsity baseball before you're an upperclassman that uh, that typically helps the scenario. So I I'd say I did okay. I can't say you're wrong there speaking as someone who was fortunate enough to make varsity as a freshman, humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> but again, we've as we've already established on here, I peaked when I was twelve, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I was. You some were coming stud. out of your peak. You were thirty as a freshman. Exactly. So. I wasn't. I wasn't a stud, so uh, just figured I'd get my shots in when I can. Uh, perfect. Matt asks, craziest college party moment. Um, I'm going to say. All right. This was what I was, I was trying to think of the moment earlier before we hopped on. Cause it was, as I've said on here before, I'm not exactly the biggest partier, but I was sitting in my dorm room on my phone. My roommates, I think were like out. I, cause I guess it was like a Friday or Saturday or something. So I was like the only one there. I was just chilling. Um, and I was like waiting on, 
I remembered I'd like ordered a pizza or something. I was just like sitting there on my phone. I'm giving you all this because there's, <laughs> I'm giving you the backstory because it all makes sense later. So I'm sitting there on my phone waiting for this pizza to get here. And again, there's nobody there. Hallways are just empty because I guess this would have been freshman year. So like every, as you'd imagine, all the freshmen are just out just getting plastered. They have <laughs> no sense about them. And I'm sitting there on my phone and I'm like, I need to figure out a way to get cheap tickets to this game coming up. And I'm sitting there and I come across this ad and it was for SeatGeek, Nate. You're the worst human being. Do you want me to tell you about SeatGeek? No, why don't we want to know now? Dude, we're 50 episodes in. You got to see when this stuff is coming. (laughs) There's no way I'm still surprising you 50 episodes in. Matt is so mad at you. I know. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans (laughs) with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? (sighs) With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. Wow. That's all you got to do to save some of that. Cold hard cash for your pizza that you're waiting on. Hey, Enter promo code DTD at checkout. I had to run through. I had to cipher through my memories and pick one that was semi-G rated. And this one actually doesn't involve me being uh, under the influence, which is good. Well, I was, but this story isn't about me. Uh, We have kids listening to this, so choose your words wisely. I will. Uh, So I had a teammate. Uh, He was our first baseman. And if you can think of, like, Packer from The Office, this is him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, He agreed to uh, eventually get tased by, uh, I think, one of the volleyball girls or softball girls had a taser. So he agreed to get tased. Uh, That same night, we shaved off his eyebrows we shaved off his beard and left him with only a mustache. And then we like cut a cul-de-sac haircut into his head. Oh, geez. He was passed out at this point. Uh, so he only had hair on the sides of his head. And then we filled in where, where the hair was on top with mustard. And then, uh, we put our party mascot, a little SpongeBob doll, in the mustard. And he took a picture. Well, we took a picture of him. <laughs> so it was a it was it was a rough night for poor, Tom. Poor guy. Yeah. Sorry, Tommy. Um Oaktown fan twenty six, our guy. How old are you guys? Well, I uh God, how old am I? You ever have that feel like when you have to think about how old you are for a second? I think we sound like we're 78. Uh, I am 25. 26 Good in October. Job. I am 25, 26 in May. I always hated cool. that. I always felt like I was older than you because I was when we were in Little League, I was like two feet taller than you. <laughs> but you were like five or six months or whatever older than me. I, I hated that. Really? It bothered you? Yeah, because I was like, this doesn't seem right. Like, I tower over this kid, and he's <laughs> celebrate. He's celebrating you, birthdays like six months earlier than me. Or make me long. sound tiny. Um, Zach asks, Harper trash. Period. <laughs> so, no question mark. Short, sweet, to the point. Just Harper trash. Hey, they don't always have to be questions. I'm I mean, not, I, I know uh, I I know I pose the graphic and like the wording <laughs> as as they need to be questions, but it's just DMs. I mean, yeah, it's a DM. If you got a hot take, granted, you did type into our document here. It says Zach asks, so that's just the default. I just say <laughs> Zach asks or Oaktown Fan Twenty Six asks. Fair enough. Zach, different Zach asks. Favorite type of steak. So here's the thing. I'm not. 
I'm not a huge steak guy. I'll be honest. I what? I know I've painted myself as the most boring human being on the planet this episode. A little, but when I do get steak, and this is just I don't even know why I'm making this public, but I might as well just keep riding the boring train. When I do get steak, I typically get well done. So I knew it. I freaking knew it. <laughs> Brutal. What a god. I know. I'm the worst. Gross. You I don't even know. Trash. You don't even care what cut, do you? No. I, I'll say I usually go like, uh, ah, yeah, actually, it doesn't really matter. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Zach is disgusted with you. I know. As you should be. I'm disgusted with myself. I kick yeah. myself every night before I go to bed. I don't sleep at night, Nate. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, I'm a big ribeye guy. Either ribeye or New York strip, but ribeye's a little bit of fat, a, little, a lot of flavor. I'm a medium rare guy. So, uh, need a little bit of blood coming out of my steak when I cut it. It makes me feel manlier. How's right, that sound well, to you? I guess I'm going to live longer than you is what it sounds like. No, man. I'm going to be fine. You're weird. I'll probably just die of boringness. Boredom. <laughs> no, not. I won't die of boredom. I mean, yeah, maybe I just bore myself. It's <laughs> probably a good call. Uh, Libby asks, what color should I get my acrylic nails? Just no neon, purple, or designs. All right, Nate, really tying one hand behind my back. Libby. You, <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I thought when I first read this, I I didn't see the just no at the begin at the beginning part of the second sentence. Yeah, and I was like, oh, we get to choose from neon, purple, or designs. I was like, a thousand percent <laughs> neon, but I guess we're not going the neon route. But no. what I was gonna say is, Nate, you. You uh you harassed Libby a little bit last episode, if you recall, <laughs> for her question about the Padres or the Phillies. Yeah, you should feel I bad. Feel so bad. I'm, I'm gonna, sorry, Libby. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this over to you, give you a chance to redeem yourself. Libby, let's see here. No neon. So interesting. Purple was a was a toss. Anyway, we don't need that. Designs that really that one that one's really the, the kick in the nards there because I can't. That's a very like see. general swooping. Yeah, that's just like just eliminating a very big category here. Um, I think we gotta go choose wisely because I think I think our answer here will carry a lot of weight, and I'll be curious. If, so? I'll be curious if Libby follows through. I'm gonna go with cobalt blue. Wow. Nate, you've been, yeah. you've been spending time in the nail salon? I uh, have, man. Familiar with your colors? You up to date on, on what's hot in 2019? No. I've never looked at my nails. I think I have Oreo dust under a couple of my nails. All right. You just ruined it. Thanks. <laughs> How about you, man? No, this isn't about me. I'm, this is... I was probably going to say some some form of blue, some shade of blue, because I'm a, yeah, I'm a blue guy. You couldn't come up with cobalt, did you? Well, no, because I don't spend my I don't spend my weekends at the nail salon. I told you. Everyone knows cobalt. Yeah, but but no no self-respecting male is going to sit here on a baseball podcast and break it down by shade. Probably just would have well, said blue, but you're over you know, here you're over here just whatever. Uh Cole asks, "What was your go-to pre-game ritual?" Had to listen to music. I know it's not like super specific. Had to listen to music. I wasn't. A, I wasn't a guy who could just like roll through my game day without listening to music. Like I had to have earphones in. Like yeah. Probably ninety five percent of the day prior to game time. Yeah. Um, but I always did that, and I would always stick with the same meal if things were going well at the plate. Smart. There's there's That's a lot more. Oh, duh. Eye black. I was a huge yeah. eye black smear guy. I think I've said that on or said yep. that on here before. Big yep. smear guy, and so I got it down to like an art to where I would I would smear it, do one side. I would, I'm pretty sure I would do my left side first, and then my right side, and then my teammates would have me do theirs as well. So I was like the eye black artist around the locker room. So that's mine. Wasn't too much of a ritual guy. Um, the only thing I had to do really i had to do sprint i always had to sprint before my game so like i wanted to be the last one it, it sounds weird but like i wanted to be the last one into the dugout after like right before the game was about to start i wanted to do i always did four sprints just hard 90s um they're back they're back and then i i had rituals like 
in the on deck circle, but that doesn't really count as pregame stuff. Feel me? Yeah. Note the uh, keyword pregame here. So yeah, whatever. Isaac asks thoughts on Dino Nuggets. I'll be honest with you; it's been a while since I've had Dino Nuggets. Agreed. Like I but, still, uh, I still eat children's food. No shame. <laughs> like I'll have Pop Tarts for breakfast in the office, like it's nobody's business. And I'll have freaking. I, I see nothing wrong with that. I, I'll have like push pops. Like I'm. I see again. something a little wrong. With no, that. I don't actually have push pops. I do have a box <laughs> of banana popsicles in the fridge in the freezer though. Probably have like a box of ring pops at your desk oh, too. Wait, that's that's <laughs> you're embarrassing me now, man. What, what was the what was the baby <laughs> bottle thing where you like you flipped the top inside out and the powder? No, oh, good powder. times. I almost bought one of those in the store the other day just for nostalgia's sake. <laughs> was I was like. like it's like baby bop or something like that. What no, was that? it was a baby bottle pop. Baby bottle pop. Yeah, mm. we're getting off topic. Dino nuggets. They were uh, good. It's just been a while since I've had them. Agreed, but uh, genius. You know, nothing genius. Nothing more genius than you know shaping something like an animal. I mean, chicken uh, nuggets are already great. Yeah, and if you're gonna make them fun, you might as well it just makes them even more great. We're going to fight there's, each other. There's a quote graphic for you. Yeah. Dino Nuggets rule. 302 no out of context. If anyone disagrees with that, the fact that Dino Nuggets rule, you suck. Anthony asks, you guys should make a non-monetary bet for whose team makes it further in the playoffs. All right. Deal. Well, are we going to discuss this now or are we going to bring this back? It's your call, man. You want to think about this for a little bit? We might have to I'm sit down. on this. I'm, no, I'm thousand percent in. I'm definitely down. We got two bets. We we should make a line. We got we got a couple bets. We just keep adding to that list. I mean, I'm completely down. Thousand percent. Heck, I'll make it monetary. That's how confident I am. <laughs> Even though if yeah. word if word got back to my job, I might get fired because <laughs> I'm technically not allowed to make bets on sporting events right now. So shout out oh. NCAA infractions. I guess we got some time. We got some time to think about that. Thank you for the suggestion, Anthony. We'll let it marinate. We will definitely be back to that. Yeah. I've been saying that for a while anyway, so I'm glad Anthony reminded me. Whatever, man. I'm cool with it. Well, that should wrap up our DMs uh, and pretty much wrap up the show, if, if, if that's correct. That wrapped up. Let's see if I can get it this time. That wrapped up what we talked about. I'm going to flip it over to you for what they're not talking about. Awesome. Great job. Are you ready? 60 seconds. Start the clock. And okay, well. go. Big CC Sabathia will probably have his first job ever besides pitching for a living, and it's with ESPN. They announced he will contribute to SportsCenter, Baseball Tonight, and some ESPN radio talk during the 2019 season. So much for retiring. Uh, something else interesting going on with ESPN, Miss Jessica Mendoza has been hired as a baseball operation advisor for the New York Mets. Much like CeCe, she will be keeping her current job with ESPN and will still be in the booth for Sunday night baseball. For all those that think players get paid too much, the Phillies sold 100,000 tickets in one day after signing Bryce Harper. Players create re- revenue. Please get over it. Speaking of Bryce Harper, today's math lesson is about Bobby Bonilla's contract and the fact that it will last all the way to 2035, beating Bryce Harper by a few years. Bonilla will be 72 when his contract finally runs out. And if you haven't heard, Sonny Gray admitted that his slider sucks and he's nothing like Tanaka. The Yankees, just like any other team, have their own pitching philosophy and like to use a lot of off-speed pitching. Gray basically said he can't control a slider and that's why he sucked in New York. Whatever. Enjoy Cincinnati. And in case you mix it, missed it, Scherzer is very much against the universal DH. He expressed his disagreement by hitting in a spring training game the other day, and he struck out. Just thought you guys would like to know. That was a minute 25, so. Oh, man, 85 seconds? Are you serious? That was pretty good, though. You cruised right along. That was quick. I'm tired. But anyway, as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys early next week. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? 85. 85 seconds. 85, 85, stars. 85 stars. We love you all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.